east of uh, Indus River by the people who were outside India. And our original term, that is, in fact, technically speaking, there is no real term for what we call as now Hindus. The only thing we have is ours is only Dharma. Lasma Dharma is also loosely defined as uh, righteousness. It is something more. And Dharma is something, as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, is very difficult to define. And even the learned, even Panditas cannot understand it. So, ours is a Dharma which is Sanatana. Sanatana is very old, and also we can take it as Anathi. For a simple reason that we have no standard textbook in the sense that, that we have no one single textbook we refer to. Contrary to what people think, people think Hinduism has no textbook on religion. I'm sorry, it's not so. It has so many number of books. It is a way of life. As Dr. Radhakrishnan had put it, it's not a view of life, but a way of life. One adopts a certain way of life and becomes a Hindu. And one becomes a Hindu by a way of life. That is the reason why the term Sanatana, which is used now, let me use it interchangeably with Sanatana, Dharma, and Hinduism now, to enable people to understand what we are talking about so that we can get a clarity of thought. So I thought I should make use of this opportunity to make uh, a simple point that there's a lot of difference between what is people call as Hinduism or what people understand as Hinduism and what really Sanatana Dharma is. The basic difference between Sanatana Dharma and Hinduism is the fact that Sanatana Dharma, that is basically rooted in Vedas, believes in reality, which is a principle. It is a principle. And where, where the stress is, over, stress is more on Nirguna Arasana, that is beyond attributes reality. But whereas in the later part, what we call as Hinduism, the thought has become more focused towards developing of individual gods, then it became Hinduism. And there is a lot of questions whether there are 33 gods or three gods or uh, 33 crore gods. So this is a later development. And Another difference is that, that after the Hinduism thought came, there was a thought about the Agamas also, and that also had come. So there's a distinction between what we understand from Sanatana Dharma, which is rooted in Vedic teachings, and also the other uh, six systems, Sankhya, Yoga, Nyaya, Vaisheshika, Puru Mimamsa, and Uttara Mimamsa. Puru Mimamsa and Uttara Mimamsa are basically from the Vedas. In fact, uh, technically speaking, I think Mr. Uh, the other gentleman who have been saying, explaining to you on the philosophy, all the thought you find, Sangya, Yoga, Nyaya, Vaisheshika, Mimamsa, everything you will find in Indian philosophy. So, the reason why I am talking about this, there is no distinct chronology as far as Vedas are concerned. That is why we call it this Apavrishkaya and Anadi. You can't specifically say which Sutta was composed when. That is a general thought. That Rupeda was composed around 5,000 years back. I think that's a very uh, loose statement for a simple reason. Rupeda is a body of huge text. It contains large number of poses, which is written apart. Unfortunately, people do not understand is that Vedas are not written. It is Srodriyam. It is being transmitted by hearing. Vedas are to be learned only by hearing, not by textbook. That is what the Shruti you listen to everything and then learn Vedas. So when your spoken word comes as a form of knowledge, 
you can't really ascribe a day and the two for a large entity as rigveda and we have this fallacy of saying rigveda is followed by yajurveda yajurveda followed by samaveda no i'm sorry the date we do not know the reason why i am saying that the dating itself is basically wrong as far as hinduism is concerned for the essential reason that the there, there are a lot of anthropological etymological archaeological archaeo astronomical evidences which point out the uh, antiquity of vedas and sanat dharma much beyond these 5000 years what people are trying to assume the first thing i can quote is that there is a temple in jalapuram karnool district i think right now it is in andhra that temple there is a natural statue is there that temple based on the ash sediment found in the natraja's statue and the temple stupa has been dated about 74000 years ago synchronizing it with mount toba volcano emissions in the east and number 2 we find the geological age of the origin of the world to be around 252.9 billion years ago which tallies with the time frame given in the vishnu purana and the other 17 puranas which works out to 2.94 billion years ago the universe has evolved and now the temple at tiruvannamalai which is dedicated to lord arunachalaeshwara is dated based on <coughs> dating of infrared dating of the rock sediment is about 3 million 3 billion years and the third point is the shila torana which we find in tirupati when you go it's about 2100 million years old then we find the world's continuously inhabited city is none other than our own varanasi that is the only city in the world which has been continuously inhabited there has never been a time which it was left unoccupied then we find evidence of 1 million year old tamil site tamil civilization site found near chennai it's about 10 kilometers somewhere near it is near not somewhere near tambaram near bhadrasrod now it has been dated about 1 million years i repeat 10 lakh years ago and that civilization was an advanced one all of those who have any question on that i will explain to them one by one when i come to uh, present them in the subsequent uh, part i mean talk shows if any it has been through archaeological documents also i have provided for the satisfaction of those secularists in india mostly i quote from the western sources because our people seem to have respect only for foreign sources and not for their own mother tongue or their own sanskrit so that evidence is being produced there and that civilization quotes vedas and when you try to find which is older then again the same vedas quotes them with the net result that i let the point at that which is older is not important what is said is important similarly when you talk about the languages of india 
Now there seems to be a lot of confusion about which language is where you were one, which language is older. Now I have found to my astonishment, none of the language in India is less than 5,000 years old. I repeat, none of the languages in India is less than 5,000 years old. All the language, evolved the languages, especially those belonging to the Dravidian group, belong, they go back over 5,000 years. And to the surprise of my research, I found that there I was thinking there was only a Brahmi Lipi in Sanskrit. Later I can there was a Tamil Brahmi found in Harappa. Then curiously, I started checking up Karnataka side. Then I found there is a one million year old Kannada uh, Brahmi has been found in Karnataka. Then, then when you start wondering all these things, couple of days, since most of the people here, from their surnames, I could find that most of them are from South Kendra. In fact, I had a letter from one of the leaders, the lady, she was so happy. I'll tell you the information. Information was that uh, I am very sensitive to the language issue, and then I keep on saying, then when through when people say through doesn't have a DP, and that language is of recent origin. That total information is connected. To my surprise, I find the South Kerala and this Tulu language, even though it is written in some of the scripts today, especially, this is older. It is quoted in Tamil Sangam literature, which is right now dated to 3,000 years old. But in fact, the findings at Pumbuka, near Mahayavaram and Tamil Nadu, have been dated at 12,000 years before, which means when you talk about Sangam literature, or for that matter, Kannada, Kannada, or Telugu, or Tulu, when Sangam literature quotes that, which is being assigned to that period, for example, 12,000 years, if I push back this Pumbhar where the Tamil epic took place, it is dated, that is the place where it happened, and the descriptions also tally. Then, why do you talk about other languages when the same literature talks about it? Then your whole language, I mean, your whole issue goes constantly. Our ascending date about 2000 years, 2000 years to Canada, and about Tulu, there is nothing is there. Telugu is about 3000 years. Tamil. So, no, we do not seem to know history at all because it stretches back vast length of time. And I find there is a non model in the Pacific uh, Ocean where the remains have come, it, there's a Tamil uh, civilization has been found. That is, uh, that again you have Lemuria and Mu continent. People keep on saying that there is no, re there is no evidence, there is no evidence, but evidence keeps on piling up. The people have to understand one fact that, that nobody wants to acknowledge the Sanatana Dharma civilization as being older to them for a simple reason that they, the people who accuse them, I don't want to name anyone, they would become irrelevant because these thoughts and everything have come from there. Now, without being parochial about it, without being, uh, what should I say, uh, once I about it, I started researching. Now, let me come to the topic. Now, we find some of the interesting thoughts, uh, some of the interesting things I found in my 11 years of journey. Number one, we have been finding the uh, artifacts which relates to the Sanatana Dharma, finds have been Archaeological finds are taken out in throughout the world. For example, in Oman, we've been able to find out Ganesha Graha. Then we've been able to find 
the Trinetra dance being performed by Australian Aborigines in Australia. Then there is a declaration by the, it's about 200 years old, by a cabinet minister about the Sanatana Brahmins of Australia should be given priority to preserve our own culture. I provided the document itself as an annexure to my article, Sanatana Brahmins of Australia, Ramani blog. If you can just Google it, you will be able to get out of the document. And then I find that there are Chaturveda we find in Vietnam. Then we find the statue of Manu in Fiji. Then we find Kashiba in New Zealand. Then we find the, uh, like it's too numerous, uh, written. Now let me go one by one, because two of have taken a couple of years. Now let us, first we have to think in these terms that in the earlier days, the total world land was, was totally different from what we are seeing it today. Keeping that in my, our mind, let us see. Now Sri Lanka. First, immediately let, let us talk about Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, all of us know about Ramayana. And Ramayana, all the places you are being given as a package tour by Sri Lankan government. But there is also a controversy for people who have intellectual curiosity. Let me also pose that question. People may come back to me with some feedback. Whereas where Valmiki Court is about 100 Yojana, which is about approximately 800 miles. Now today we find Sri Lanka hardly about, uh, about 13 kilometers or 14 kilometers from the southern most tips of uh, Tamil Nadu, India. So which means, that means, is the present Lanka, our, our Sri Lanka, is the Sri Lanka which we have spoken in the earlier time? Or is it, if it is not so, how do we account for the artifacts and the ruins associated with the Ramayana and Rama, Ravana are being found there? I have given some solution. The meanwhile, let people try to think of I think I may probably get some more idea on that. I'll just leave out Sri Lanka with the uh, point that Sri Lanka has much more to offer than Ramayana evidences, apart from the fact that what we call today is Adam, Adam's footprint. Basically, Shiva's footprint. I have written an article, the Shiva's footprints around the world. And if, uh, and I say, photo essay that I have provided. I will explain to it when I come to that topic later when I talk exclusively on Shiva. I have some plans to make on podcast also specifically on Shiva, Rama, Krishna because our history is so far. Now let me take about, now while talking about apart from Ramayana, what exactly is the, I mean, the background of Sri Lanka which we are talking about today. Are we connected to Sri Lanka uh, much more, much prayer to Ramayana, how is it? Is it possible? Yes, it is possible and it's a fact. The reason is the first human being, Manu, is the first human being, as far as all the Puranas agree on that. The very term human is from the term Manu. Manu had sons, one of them being Ikshwar. Manu, contrary to what people think, was from that is in Sanskrit, Dravida means, Dravida does not mean an ethnic race. Dravida in Sanskrit is the term used for those people who are, who were living, we know at that point of time, south of India and Sakura. 
Later in Pali text, it was used as Dramila. Then again, it came back. Then it became Dramila. Then the invaders gave the name as ethnicities and all this nonsense about our invasion myth has come. It's a nonsense. See, Dramila, in the Dramila Desa, Manu was born. Bhagavata evidence, the sloka goes there. And I've written a detailed article, the sloka and meeting and the result. And this, as I said earlier, one has to remember the land was, was totally different. And when we talk about uh, Manu having been born, he was not some, born somewhere near Bangalore or Chennai. He was born and he meditated near Madagascar. I have evidence I provided that. And that Manu had sons and also a daughter. Manu had to move from the south because of a great tsunami. All of you may be aware that all the religious texts and world legends speak of tsunamis, great flood, whether it be a uh, Torah, whether it be your Old Testament and uh, other Gilgamesh legends from the Mesopotamia region, all these things. And you can also take about the uh, Central American, South American, all the legends speak of the greatest, uh, I mean, great flood and how things that have happened and why people started moving this way. And one of the earliest references we do find about details about the great flood is in Tamil. In Sanskrit, or in all the texts, in all these uh, Puranas, what they say, we have about different types of pra prayas. I think uh, it's a technical, but in principle, one is Jala Pralaya and then is Agni Pralaya. Whenever you are talking about the Jirat Pralaya, the Puranas talk about that and then they keep quiet. I mean, they, didn't allow, they don't allow it. In fact, I'll put it this way, I've not gone very much deeply yet. But what is more visible in the Tamil literature is that in Sangam literature onward, there is a reference to three great floods in the world. One of the great floods being referred to directly synchronizes with the period of Manu. So when it moved, Manu had to shift his place towards what is we call what is it what we call as towards north, and there is some Ikshwaku founded his Ikshwaku dynasty called Suryavamsa and it became to which uh, Sri Rama belonged. Now, when Manu came there, when Manu went there, when people are concentrating about Manu's son, people forget he, he had a daughter also. His daughter's name was Ila. Ila is spelled as E-L-A-R-I-L-A. Now, Isla was left back in southern region to carry on the dynasty from the matrilineal side. And this Yila, probably all of you may be aware, Yila married to Buddha, son of Chandra. Now, and out of that relationship came Pururavas, then the dynasty started. Now, before I proceed further, I would like to point out one thing. When we are talking about history, we are talking about some legends saying that Chandra is a god, Buddha is also Graha, then how is it? Are we not mixed of mythology? My answer is, when all the other facts check out, in terms of reference to time, I leave my mind open as to the concept of Chandra or Buddha. 
Number one, they could be an abstract, uh, actually, what should we say, personification of some thought, for example, mental state, number one. The second could be they were really human beings they, who were given some de deity characteristics, or they were really deities where interstellar travel was possible. The third option of interstellar possible possibility also I'm exploring. So I'm not prepared to leave out anything to chance saying that this is also because other factors. Now, from this era came, today you will find the people from Sri Lanka, till about a few years back, we had a call for Edom. Separate Tamil uh, region, they wanted to have Tamil Edom came from this Ila people. This from Ila. Ila dynasty, she belonged to, since she got married to Buddha, daughter of, uh, I mean, son of uh, Chandra, they were called the Chandra dynasty. Okay, there were basically only two dynasties, Surya Vamsa and Chandra Vamsa. From Ila Vamsa proceeded Chandra Vamsa in the southern territory, and they were called, as the migrations began, the people in the other areas, Geographical area, they could not pronounce the term Ila. They started pronouncing with Ila, A-I-L-A. That is Ila dynasty. You can refer it in the uh, net also. These Ila dynasties, they were basically, when the floods came, they became more or less like nomads. They started uh, migrating everywhere. And they were the reason. And they were the people who were also, a part of them had bombed the dark themselves settled in the Middle East. And there were the forerunners of the uh, Middle Eastern civilization, and some of the people who have settled down in near Ayodhya also. There are some people who settled down in the same area, Middle East. What we now call wherever I say some geographical area, now please uh, add the uh, prefix what is now called the uh, Middle East. Now you can find one curious uh, factor. Whenever when you read world history and uh, supposing we want to talk about say england history of england say history of bulgaria history of germany the first thing you start reading about it first thing there were a group of uh, people living in such and such area suddenly there were some immigrants who came here and then they got intermingled and again when you talk about the england viking saxon similarly here when you talk about who's in german everything throughout the world whether you take it south america north america central america the first question one has to ask is that, first question is, if somebody were to migrate from the, invariably they say from the East, in all the texts you please refer for every civilization, if somebody was to, were to migrate from the East, what was happening in the East or what was happening before these people came to know about these people who were coming to them, number one question. The second question is that, if migration has to have to happen from the east and they mingled with the local population, where is the where are the where from where have the local people come? This is another question we have to ask. See, I have come to Bangalore nearly about 50 years before. There are people who are living in Karnataka. When somebody writes the history of Karnataka, I mean people of Karnataka, they say then somebody was living there in Karnataka, Bangalore, somebody Ramanan came from Bangalore. Now the question is, when Raman came, he was from, he came from Tamil Nadu, Madurai. And the people who are living here in Karnataka, they have come from different parts. Then they go to different routes. So I started checking up those routes. Now, 
that road in the Vedic tribes. We find a lot of tribes in, in the Veda. These tribes have traveled too, too far throughout the world during the Vedic period and they have invariably founded all the civilizations, which is a fact check out. That is one of the reasons we find the presence of Sanatana Dharma throughout India. But directly opposite is that when we are able to find so many instances of Indian cultural background and also things and relics related to Hinduism and Sanatana Dharma being found in other places, why is it not a single evidence relating to other foreign culture is found in India? Why? Because there is no culture before Sanatana Dharma. Because and unfortunately, people may call me probably, what should I say, fanatic or whatever, but facts are facts, right? I am unable to, whenever you trace something without stopping anything, it goes back. Now, let me proceed further. Now, this Yila from Ayla dynasty, they don't, they have gone to Middle East also and propagated this south. Now, there is one more point here. There are two parallel cultures, as the evidence suggests. One is, the what we very loosely call as a Tamil culture is not definitely a Tamil culture is not alien to Sanatana Dharma culture. Sanatana Dharma was very much present in Tamil culture. Tamil culture was present in Sanatana Dharma. There was a parallel culture, it was running. That date is also we are unable to say they both intermingled. Then Ayla dynasty went towards the Middle East and the and they went towards the East. When you observe what we find in towards the east of South India today. Find, you will find the Urshivapla at Subramanya and Lord Shiva much more than and more than any other gods of Indian culture. You will find Lord uh, Subramanya, see Subramanya and uh, then you will find Shiva. You will find very less of uh, Devi, very less of Vishnu towards these. But when you go towards the west, you will find Shiva, you will find Vishnu, you will find Ganesha, you will find Ashtabhuja Amba, Amba Devi was found in Mexico. You find a temple dedicated to Gadavgaja, uh, I'm sorry, Magaradhuja in Honduras. You find a temple consecrated by uh, Kublai Khan in China. You find the in Indonesia. Today, now I come back to East again. In Indonesia, you have a Bilwa dynasty. Bilwa, you know all of you, Shivas, Bilwa, Bilwashtakam. Bilwa dynasty, whole dynasty is devoted and the, and the dynasty is named as Bilwa dynasty and they were following Shaka era. And this Indonesia, in ancient Tamil literature, literature was called as Chavagam and the earliest record they have found in uh, Kuta inscription, Kalimantan, is around 375 AD. And 4th century, Vishnu idol has been found. And this Bilva dynasty started from the year 1293 and prospered for about 300 years. And the name of the first king of the dynasty is Jayavardhana. Probably were reminded of uh, the caricature from Sri Lanka. Jayavardhana and the wife of uh, Jayavardhana was Triboneshwar, typical Indian Sanskrit name. You find the same thing. And we do find the Mahabharata being recited 
Indonesia with slight alteration. Then we have the Borobudur. In Borobudur, we have the Mahayana temple is there. It is the top is design in Sri Chakra Meru design, and there we find through two Ganesha statues guarding there. Then in Bali, we have Chaturvesa. These four Vedas, whatever we have today, they are called as Chaturvesa. C A T U R they call it Chaturvesa Sira. In the sense that, when as all of you know, we have four uh, sections in Vedas. We call them Samhitas. We don't. We can't really call them. There are different portions. Samhitas, Brahmana, Aranyaka, and Upanishad. Of these four. Certain portions of the Samhitas were not found in Bali, but they found they have all the other Veda portions. So they said we will call this Chatur Veda Sira. That is the highest. I mean, for some reason, why they call it as highest when the Samhitas are missing? For some people to decide. If I have time and age, I will search it. Then we have we have references in Parambal Temple. That sage Markandeya and his parivas have established the kingdom in Indonesia. And Indonesia, even today, you will find the name resembling Sanskrit. And Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand. There, this all these four kingdoms were founded by a Brahmin from Kanjipuram. From Kaundinyagotha, it is recorded in Chinese text, in the Chinese text which I quoted, and we have Shiva worship quite prevalent in Vietnam. They call themselves Shiva is called Kshatriya, and Kshatriya the, the name they call it Nataraja is a Kshatriya, and Nataraja, Shiva, Vishnu, Brahma all are worship. And they call themselves those who follow themselves Balamon Hindus. They call themselves as that. Then we find one of the greatest. I mean, one of the valleys where you find the lot of Shivalinga, a complete town, valley of Shivalinga, Balspya, K B A L S P E N. You find it in Cambodia. Then we have evidences to suggest. The Nazca lines of Peru converges with Angkor Wat. I'll deal with Nazca lines of Peru in a little while. Since I think I have two more time, only five minutes and one, I still have time. Then we have. I think talk about it. How? See, when we are talking about Angkor Wat, I don't think I need to say anything. It is one of the biggest temples dedicated to Hindu pantheon of gods. It is bigger, the second biggest temple in the world. Temple structure complex, the Sri Rangam in Tamil Nadu. The largest simple structure is Angkor Wat. It's again the man who built it. He has a Sanskrit name. I leave it to you for you to find out. And you will find the Sri Chakra design everywhere. Then we'll move on to Thailand. Thailand, we find a king. They have Rama. They, they came Rama one, Rama two, Rama three. Rama four, a Thai king. He had. In his flag, Om Indra Airavata. In his flag, royal flag, he had the script Om and Indra Airavata. And many people who may know 
the bhakti literature of uh, tamil and it's also followed in karnataka also because it uh, it belongs to is a treasure belongs to sanatana dharma bhakti lagya of two types one is shaivism and another is sri vaishnava in shaivism in shaivism there are four people who are most coming who are more responsible then there are 64 people one of the text is thiruvambavai and another one one of the alvars andar for sri vaishnava tirupavai the tirupavai is very sacred for sri vaishnava and thiruvambavai is sacred to shaiva especially addresses to lord shiva and wakes up people to perform the kartyayini purata similarly in tirupavai andar wakes up all the women folk all the girls who are unmarried to perform kartyani vrata so that they may get a good husband now the tirupavai and thiruvambavai is celebrated in thailand as a swing festival in swing festival in dolotsavam you call it in telugu in tamil uh, is called unjal unjal festival is something very very it's also done in tirupati it's a very very popular seva being done to especially in vishnu temples this is being done in thailand which is very curious and another most important thing is today we have teacher day when the birthday of the dr s ralakrishnan was ex president of india you know the teacher day in uh, thailand it is the first thursday of every first term when the school reopens and this is invariably held on first thursday which is brihaspatiwara then we find in japan the gods saraswati ganesha and saraswati is worshiped we also have varuna being worshiped in japan yama is also worshiped in addition to that now as i spoke to you in australia and new zealand you find the references to kashyapa and also to shiva shiva is said the aborigines perform the trinetra uh, dance of shiva this is a very very concise attempt towards the what is now lying towards the east of what we have now let us come to what we right now have towards the west of us a birds are number 1 let us take <coughs> the city lahore lahore was founded by sri rama san lava today even now of course in a dilapidated condition a temple of lava then probably you would have read it Uh, today's morning or yesterday's paper in the can that a temple of about 1000 years and 300 years old vishnu temple is supposed to be vishnu temple a temple has been found 1300 years old morning i was saying i told them that they predicted around 3 years back in the sense that there's a curious piece of information about history in the history is that as i said earlier i'm sorry i'm not digressing when we are talking about the presence of hinduism throughout the world we have to relate it to the time frame in indian chronology of kings kings list as you call it then the events that are happening or happened previously 
the other parts of earth so that it could justify our claim that how our uh, Sanatana Dharma was present there. The prior to Lord uh, Rama, there was a king by name, all of you might have heard, Sibi. That Sibi is mentioned. In Sibi is mentioned in our uh, Puranas and also in Tamil Sangam literature. The Sibi was a, a very, very virtuous man and he actually cut down a part of his flesh from his thigh to help a dove. And he was a just man also. And this man preceded La, uh, Sri Rama. I'm sorry, I don't normally use the term Lord Rama because it is an un Indian concept. God is not somebody to whom we are slaves. He is our father, he is our friend, and he is our guru. So we revere him, we love him, we respect him, never we are afraid of him. So we never call him, we are not slaves. We don't understand. So please excuse me, we do not use the Christian term as Lord Rama. So Sri Rama, when uh, Sri Rama was preceded by Shibi by about Couple, a lot of generations, about 15, 16 generations earlier, and that Shibi had built a temple near Sri Ranga, the Vaishnava's uh, sacred place in Tamil Nadu. He has temple 77 kilometers from Tamil Nadu, I mean Sri Ranga. It is called the Thiruvadarai for Lord Pundarikacha, and that temple is older than Sri Ranga because it was built by the ancestor of Rama himself. When there are three Vishnu's questions that also, let us leave it. I'm talking only by fact. Then this Sibi, there is a reference in our text that the Sibi in Tamil literature and also the foreign text that Sibi ruled from what is now called the Swatpali and the, and the Northwest Frontier Province of Pakistan. Now this is reinforced by the fact that even today, we can find Tamil in its rudimentary form being spoken along Brahi and other languages pushed to in those areas in the border of Afghanistan and Northwest uh, uh, Frontier Province and Swat Valley of Pakistan, even Tamil in the rudimentary form being spoken. Now, the CB was present in the uh, Pakistan area. And after, then again, you go about Kandahar. We need not say about that. All of us know about Kandari. Kandari was the wife of Vridharashtra. And many of, many people may not know. When they are talking about Indian history, about Alexander, who is reported to have defeated <coughs> Purushottam, now they call them as Purushottam, with the help of one Ambi. And it is often touted that Ambi was a man who betrayed uh, you know, Purushottam and Alexander through his help. But many people forget that what happened to Gandhara Kingdom? This Gandhara Kingdom, the Ambi whom we are speaking about, is the descendant of Shakuni. The total history is different. Alexander did not win the war. Ambi was not a traitor. Purushottama was not defeated. Alexander did not win. He came back. He went back empty-handed. This is not from Indian. It's from a Russian research which I have posted. 
and in fact alexander feared the bengalis more and the elephants of india purushottam and then he ran back and and we rely so much of megasthenes text on india i have also quoted him unfortunately i mean he writes in so much detail about shatakutta mouriya we feel as if he is brother's brother unfortunately the actor ஒரு indian text how indian thoughts are found in greek philosophy how indian people are being referred to referred to by herodotus arian megasthenes and the whole lot of them everybody is referring now it's not it's not as though only after uh, uh, alexander came to india he took back whatever he learned from the it's totally incorrect because the thought of indianness indeed was present there so when we talk about uh, greece directly it goes to when megasthenes travel he goes very extensively he goes to the extent of saying dionysus the first god in greek religion is none other than shiva worship he right so please go to source indicate he writes dionysus was an indian god we then we just go there the disciples of dionysus from greece went to india and worship if rhinoceros was in greek why did they come to india to worship please go to then there is also a reference in our text that bhrigu vamsa as a tribe they settled in greece that's the reference to that also then again when you look at carefully the philosophy of greeks and the mythology it comes parallel and in addition again i quote megasthenes strabo and arian they are all uh, uh, old greek scholars they talk about <coughs> krishna and megasthenes krishna and he talks about they talk about krishna they say the pillars of hercules was there is a contradictory opinion between three great historical writers one says he is dedicated to sri krishna another says it is dedicated to balarama another man says it is shiva but my view is that it is possibly uh, educated based on the evidence to krishna either krishna or balarama then one curious fact mentioned by uh, megasthenes is that lord krishna uh, sorry sri krishna had a daughter named pandya and he got her married to a pandya king and he had a daughter and she and his daughter uh he had a daughter through his uh, wife a pandian princess and gave away about not about 100 families of yadavas to supply milk ghee and curd to his uh, daughter's descendants so this is what uh, your greece is talking about hercules pillar then we are talking about now let us take about the what about the reading of human civilization what we are talking about one what they call is sumeria normally when we read our old textbook 
when we recall our day, the oldest civilization in the world is Sumerian civilization. Then comes Assyrian. They talk about a lot of things. But who preceded Sumerians? Personally, I was being nearly 10 podcasts I published. I still not scratch the surface of it. Number one fact, Sumeria, the, if you take Sumerian as the oldest civilization in the world, Sumeria is normally assigned to the geographical area between the Euphrates and Tigris, Tigris Basin. And in general, it included Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Turkey, and Egypt in general. But as the empires rose and fell, then this, this kingdom, this Mesopotamian region, included Italy as well. The reason why I am including Italy is that Lakshmi Vikraha is found in Italy. That is the reason. Otherwise, I am powerful in Italy. What should I worry about Italy at all? It is an advanced information giving you, I will talk about Italy in detail. Now, in Mesopotamia, the earliest civilization is Sumerian, is mentioned. The Sumerians have a list of kings. It is called king's list. It is in general historical term, archaeological term. It is called as king's list of Sumeria. This king's list of Sumeria contains the three names. One is Dasaratha. Next is Rama. Another is Bharata. Dasaratha is spelled as Sushrata. And Rama as Rama. Bharata as Bharata. And they mention, they mention that Rama ruled over 60 years in that region. Bharata, not much is known, and some descendants are shown. And as far as Dasada, this Trushada is supposed to be very good in charioteering, that is, who can drive chariots. And from our record, we know Dasada is a man who is very adept in driving the chariot. That is the second point. And then the second book that the Dasaratha he refers to is the Dasaratha, father of Ramachandra of Ramayana. And <clears throat> this Dasaratha had, we just see at the same, at the time when Sumerian civilian was there, Sumerian was located towards the north part of Mesopotamia, and there was a, another civilization, Akkadian. There is a dispute among um, historians as to which civilization preceded. The civilization which I am talking about was Akkadian. Akkadian civilization and Sumerian civilization. This Akkadian civilization and Sumerian civilization, uh, they were coexistent. Now, during this period, now you know the south is Akkadian, north is uh, Sumerian. The Sumerian toward the north west of that area. This, now, you, now you can wash my hand. This is so now you take this uh, valley, the bottom portion is Arcadian, the up, uh, northern portion is uh, Sumerian. On the northwestern side, we have what we call Hittis, Hattusa. I'll come back, I'll refer to them. That also has an Indian dimension. Now, when there was a war between, normally there used to be a war between Sumerians and Hittis. Now, when there is a war between Sumerians and Hittis, they signed a peace treaty. You know the names are in a war when we sign. Normally, when we write a document today, we have witnesses in bond paper. In those days, they also wrote a war. Once peace treaty was signed, you know the witnesses who were given, the witnesses' names 
varuna mitra and ashins i leave it to you what it is about you know who they are then we find there is in uh, there was a find in a place called uru kannada uru same tamil also uru u r u a small town <coughs> there initially it was thought to because thought it belonged to the roman empire after 1834 it was found in 1860 it was found that it belonged to much earlier civilization hatusa and not even that much earlier to than that it's called ubaid period uba that is new stone age very very earlier which you can date it quite quite far and that that the place which they had dug out uru was dated to be the first empire in the middle east the first human civilization empire people had started from the new stone age this a temple was dedicated in that place that temple you know the name the name of the temple rama chapel now you guess what your guess is that this is my rama temple earliest human settlement in the middle east there is the reason could be only one simple reason rama temple should have existed in that i written in detail rama temples covered the whole world and my replies to critics part 2 so there is one and second interest point point what happens is this uru bible refers that bible refers to this town uru and says that that uru was the place where abraham's home was located some away some many scholars disagreed with that and said that the original home of abraham was not located in uru and was located much towards the much towards the west that is turkey syria border near the town haran i hope you understand what the term haran means yes you are 100% right it denotes sri shiva in indian pantheon haran is pronounced h a r a n and also h a r a n now to the surprise of that now in this area they found lot of artifacts which refers to the presence of hindu concept and the crescent moon is also found there and all of us all of us know somnath is the name assigned to shiva i i the indi i'll speak in detail about shiva when i talk about shiva how come shiva has landed in you find so that you find that in Indian, we have a king. That king is called the second king, Naram Singh. In this Naram Singh, the artifacts found is he is described a man who is sublime. In Indian text, you will find a king is always connected to a king in terms of his valor. 
and we we also do find lot of connections to Harappa and also Tamil city. Nakaldians have a uh, they were training in sea same oil from they imported from uh, <coughs> South India, what we call as South India, Yellow in Tamil in Karnataka also I think is Yellow till sea same. So that is from and you know the town the name they have found in that Akkadian town where Naramsin used Nagar. How many Nagars do we find in Bangalore or throughout India, at least in South? Nagar is a Sanskrit word. Nagar is also used in Tamil. I think Nagar is also used in Telugu and Tamil also. That's the connection we have to the Middle East. So I'm still delving deep into that. I'll address it again. Then we find to the most controversial area is about the Arabian Peninsula. When you are talking about Arabia, people make you to believe that prior to the advent of Islam, the people who were living, they simply you will find there are two places, three areas where history is just brushed aside. One is Arabia. Uh, something when uh, people came home when Gukana, uh, he drove away all the tribes and they were only nomads, they were cultural Spanish. When you talk about, you know, similarly about uh, <clears throat> what is now called as uh, South America, uh, South America, uh, North America, there were some Red Indians, as if they had more culture, we'll be later. Similarly, you will find some America, some people of the Russians, unfortunately, and Africa. When you people talk about Africa being the cradle of human children from where human beings migrated, of course, I disagree with it. The migration took place in, from India and it has not come from Africa to India because the Austrian, I mean, African DNA has been sourced back to India to be very specific, located somewhere near Modere. And it said people published also. I mean, I quote also. We leave that. Now, such a crazy first human being was born. You record it as saying that the first civilization has from first man has sprung from Africa. Till say these fellows knew nothing before Christianity came. Is that not? Uh, is it sound to believe that? No. Similarly, in Saudi Arabia, I have seen through my travels also one of the most hospitable people, very highly cultured people. I I refuse to believe that. They were mere nomads before Islam came. And everybody has become Muslim. I'm sorry. It's not so. History speaks otherwise. The first kingdom, empire in that place for which we can have direct evidence is from Vikramaditya. Right with that, Rama had one, but still more evidence is needed. But Vikramaditya introduced the Sanatana Dharma there. And even today, we have Vikramaditya inscription in Kaaba. Number two, Vikramaditya had idols in stock. Point number three, Prophet Muhammad's family was interested with the daily administration and performance of puja in the temple and these people were imported from India. Point number four, the Shivalinga what you find, um, what you find in Kaaba is the Shivalinga, I have posted original video 
taken surreptitiously what exactly it is and also what was originally kept in the museum uh, in uh, <clears throat> museum and how it was taken all those details i provided that is covered then one more interesting factor now for our statements i am making i am just not making half the cuts just to make people i'm sorry please go and read my articles and i have provided links they are not theories my theories i i have done separately now these are the facts i am presenting based on the theory i have provided something that is yet to be proved depending on other further research and further research. now all of us know mount gedini invaded india not less than 18 times have we ever wondered if one man has invaded and conquered a country why should he invade 18 times okay forget it once he has invaded is not completed second he has invaded three times four times five why 18 times the reason is when mahmud moved from medina all have references when mahmud moved from medina to mecca he demolished over 360 idols which included devi which included navagrahas which included vishnu they did not tell shiva which is lying down there now these people the earlier tribes what we call them were worshiping an idol when the prophet attacked medina mecca and destroyed the idols he found this idol and he thought, i mean he was looking for the letter this was called in their language mannat m a n n a t m a n n a t it is variously described as goddess of fate and in at times it is also called as goddess of virility and goddess of fertility and as i said let me tell you the house of sharuk khan is named as mannat okay this manna was not found there so when gajini came to power he came he heard that somebody has smuggled it out and kept that in somna he raided it 18 times to find it and he was not able to find it even today nobody knows who where that has gone and another information regarding mecca in mecca the worship time stops starts at prodosha time and what the muslims do as pradakshana they do it aprashna we call it it is nothing but a 50% attempt at soma sukta pradakshana which is being done to shiva what they are doing is exactly doing opposite of what we are doing when we go from left to right they come right to them that is they do it but that concept has evolved from somasukta pradakshana which is offered to shiva during pradoksha time somasukta pradoksha is not directly doing everything is pradoksha you go half the distance come back to nandi again you go pradoksha then again you come back it's a detail position I have written in detail about that. There is another, I mean, another evidence. 
The next evidence is that people who follow Islam are not allowed to wear a stitched cloth. Now, here we are also not allowed to wear stitched cloth. You see, whenever we wear, we don't wear. So, sorry, they are opposed to, they are, sorry, we are not supposed to wear the stitched cloth as Hindu, but they wear stitched cloth when they are doing the daily duties. But when they go also, they use the same thing. But when they do the yoga vesti, it is totally is an Indian tradition. And Brahmins who practice this Vera Vyasa, they will know how to wear the yoga vesti. Next time when you look at people who offer their abhishans in Kaaba, you will find how they wear their top portion. Then to top it all, there is a Sivastuti by Prophet's uncle. The translation I have given. Then there is a Zamzam water. See, when there is Shiva, Gaga cannot be left behind. You also find it in the Kamali. <coughs> then, let's go further down. And as I said earlier, in Italy, no, further west when you go, you find in Italy, oh, Tim, I mean, remains of the Lakshmi in Pompeii. In Pompeii, the uh, Lakshmi's idol was and curiously, Rome was founded. Please don't think this is perfect. I give an evidence. Rome was founded on Sri Ramanami Day. I discuss exclusively on this the presence of Rama throughout the world or the, the name Rama throughout the world. Why Rama is given important? Why he is everywhere? Then we find in England. In England, till the 13th century, people were buried with hands folded after the death. People were buried after the death with their hands folded. The Namaste question. I provided evidence also. And before the advent of Gregorian calendar, Gregorian calendar, they were following our Vikramaditya calendar. I have written a detailed article on this. Whatever terms please refer, you just make a note of it. And just that term, England, Ramanan 50, UK. Then you get the series of structures because it has taken so, and I am trying to put them in a sort of book form. It will take some time, it's a lot of doing. Then we shift our attention towards the north west of uh india now what do we have now let us talk about russia now one curious fact is that if we read our text very carefully we will find that vasita appears suddenly from somewhere and he becomes missing after ramayana's war and suddenly during that period when nala the and everything comes you know suddenly viswamitra story will come and viswamitra and then they will pay and we saw Vishwamitra tribe and Vasishtra tribe will be there, then Kamalainu will be there, Sagara, all these things. When suddenly this gentleman will go missing. Where is Vasishtra gone? Okay. So, this, there is a beautiful book written a little bit later. The Vedas were compiled in the Arctic. 
Okay. Balgangar, Telkastra, beautiful book. The, now, as I said earlier, we'll have to remember the, the geographical terms. We are referring to this. It's the fact that now archaeologists have found a city built by Pradyumna in honor of his father, Sri Krishna, in what is now called Russia. It is called, it's called Port Barzan. Barzan, B-A-R-Z-H-I-N. Barzan also they say. That's a city built. That is reported to have been built when he was attacked by Jarasantha continuously. And it was, uh, now Putin has also visited that and he has certified that he was quite amazing. Then we find the original name of uh, Russia was Trivarsha and it was a republic. And we find that Yagyamika lived there and Indra Vaikana Satirtha is Lake Baikal and in Uras you find Narodnaya, it's a mountain name, it is from the name Narada, it is called Narada Mountain. I think I've been given the time up to 7.30, I'm reaching at 7.20, now I, my watch tells me it's 7.20. I think to conclude this session in about five or six minutes, to complete my, I'm invisible, I think my here the video has gone. Hello? Now? We are, we are seeing yeah. the video, sir. It yeah. is fine. Okay. We're able to get. Yes, yes. Yeah, video can. is also fine. Audio is also fine. Yeah. To sum it up, this two was the subject to be compressed. I've given a basic idea as to how we are with Pristan. And the reason for our Sanatana having been present is that number one, the all inclusiveness of Sanatana Dharma. Hinduism is the only religion which can say, a God in the form of man can say, I told you whatever is good for you. You decide what to do. Krishna, he teaches Arjuna 18th chapter Bhagavad Gita. I normally regard two people as the greatest teacher. One gentleman is called Shiva, another gentleman is Vishnu. Shiva is a gentleman, as Krishna says, at the end of everything is silence. The highest form of realization and knowledge is silence. Of languages, I am Mona. That is Lord Krishna Shiva. Shiva imparts knowledge through his silence, whereas Krishna by argument imparts. Such a great man, he keeps on teaching Arjuna. And in the 18th chapter, I think around 63rd, the Karma Dhaman Karma before that, after that, Mona Tusai says, Arjuna, I have taught you everything, whatever that is to be learned, secret. Now, where it be other religions, what you have said? If you don't follow, one fellow would have said, you would become a sinner. Anandasya would have said, I will kill you. The gentleman says, I have given you all the secrets, but now you decide what is good for you. That is the greatness of Hinduism. Hinduism is a religion, it's a thought process which accommodates atheism. It accommodates Javali. Jabali, as much it accommodates Sri Rama. And it is all inclusive. If you disagree with me, it's fine. And it is not institutionalized. If you want to go to temple, you go. If you don't want to go to temple, you don't go. If you want to practice this, 
it says in nowhere the veda say if you don't trust veda you will drop no this is the truth it is just like a doctor if you are sick as a doctor i am giving you prescribing you some medicines people have found in laboratory i am giving you try it out if you start questioning who are you which university have you studied you show me the report doctor is least bothered if you want to follow this on right such is the greatness of this religion people of the all regions have embraced because it suited the religion was not was made for man man was not made for religion hinduism is a lifestyle which can be adopted by an individual for his welfare it doesn't touch down that is the reason for its success that is the reason for the spread out through the world and even today we find its remain and in my in my own way what i would request people is that please please i request you to read the original source whether you are from mother tongue kannada tamil or telugu konkani or tulu your text don't read the translation and come back because you know your mother better you know your father better with that i thank all of you for having given me the opportunity to speak to you i don't know whether i have done justice to <clears throat> the people who organized it or the subject i have undertaken to speak if there are any press points may go to goddess abhirami if there are any mistakes let it go to my insufficient intelligence thank you any questions welcome sure sir uh, thank you thank you very much for this uh, lecture sir so now the session is open for question anybody who is having a question please uh, use the raise option of zoom <coughs> no sir okay yeah. no, i have one question myself sir so you refer to that ila ila mamsham yeah. uh, migrating to middle east some yeah. repeat that part because i missed that link and how do we say that it is associated with middle east yeah see ila dynasty the dynasty is at that point as i was saying earlier the hotel lord uh, i mean uh, landmark is different now the theory is that ila not only that since the land was different one group of the the descendants spread the chandramamsa was split into various groups from the purova side there are the sons of purovas only one son was in a position to help his father out the rest of the, the ones the other sons were sent away by purovas as milicha in the sense that you will become barbarian you get away from here and they had gone and after that and they established the i mean they were the basic tribes who were moved there in addition to this ila dynasty chandravamsa and there is another this problem this chandravamsa and suryavamsa they were intermarrying so with the research that in certain cases when the male you know when the male child from the chandravamsa comes and they marries you uh, suryavamsa in our you know hierarchy we assign it to chandravamsa essentially it can be also chandravamsa depending on the <coughs> parent is concerned so when they went into middle east the 
we just really can't say they went because there is a total area there there were not any people the excepting in the case of uh, uh, sri ramachandra we do not have any evidence of any other kings having lived there we are going to say that to say for instance that sri ramachandra fought with somebody there should have been somebody to fight isn't it when lord rama i mean sri rama sent his ashwamedha there nobody excepting lavan who started so in this ayla dynasty where the basic remnant i mean the remnants of the basic vedic tribe from uh, luna dynasty uh, vedic tribe from chandramansa uh, and from there came, and there is another also parallel track is running this turvasu turvasu is one of the descendants of puru purura and from there also the dynasty went back so from at different levels one is right from four or five levels from chandramansa itself people moved across when there was a flood movement in southern area in the sun there is again there is one more uh, you know riddle to be solved when we take about all these things the basic two questions remain one is how do you account for <coughs> the remains of remains of the earliest tamil civilization or what you call as the dravidian tamil civilization maybe a stone a civilization which is different from sanatana dharma in certain practices but again in general which agrees with the uh, sanatana practices what is it where was it like because more most of including graham hancock and researchers prove that it was lying somewhere towards the towards what is now i mean towards the north east of what is now the australia now what was the civilization now you was opposite with the fact that one of the oldest mountain ranges in the world is our auron that is uh, western and eastern ghats when compared to it the himalaya itself is quite nascent it's about 40 or 50 lakh years but it runs to millions of years now you ask me one question as far as chandramansa science concerned this is the answer i gave but some interesting questions i thought people who are interested may look into it now when you look at it you look at it like this when you are talking about shiva you will not find much of a reference in about shiva in veda as much in south india the amount of literature is found in tamil literature is not found in north india at all about shiva i mean and the number of temples in south is more for shiva than south yeah, as a matter of fact but how is it and in the northern northern stories you will find that shiva comes and then she marries parvatara kumari and then the uh, chai the chai is there and uh, he kills her and then other nine parts and then sakimira comes but when was shiva what was his avatar prayer to that even though he was an ayurvedic there were 64 avatars of shiva mentioned tamil literature today madurai proves it because for a simple fact madurai meenakshi is not a imagination her father had fought in mahabharata war malayadocha fought ever so this is a separate parallel uh, civilization was existing and it existed in conference and this civilization was closely linked to ayla dynasty they recall it in the west ayla dynasty queen ayla you will find in uh, middle east in the tar desert uh, sorry not in uh, near uh, saudi arabia desert the ayla is none other than ila towards the east what we now can say that uh, the civilization of mu or lemuria 
so these are the some question and when we western gods are present here the at the nascent at the nascent period of himalayas being formed that was time shiva's marriage took place and dated is about 40000 years 40 lakh years old and that was the period when uh, agastya was directed by shiva himself to go to south to bangladesh at that point at time india did not allow him then he made a decision and then he came down it became liver but when you date it this is how you can ask me how it is dated it is dated because of the fact that there is a nakshatra of agastya canopus star these canopus will be visible in the normal hemisphere once in 25000 years old the earliest we refer is that to ramayana and again there is again another question which 25000 years then again we will go to lot of different by dating it we date it. so in a sense when you are talking about quite vast stretches of time beyond a certain limit it's very difficult to find it but we point pointers and trying to dig more the essential reason for chandravamsa that aila has come through itself i mean towards east of what is now india east of uh, india and towards the west through her uh, uh, progeny from thruvasu they went towards the middle east and they went and they spread towards spain and also they went to nazca nazca land now the uh, excellent information we own can find in sundarganda where sugriva directed vanar sena how to find sita all these places are geographically described by him today they are intact valmiki doesn't like valmiki where today cook island in new zealand then things are fire in new zealand the nazca lines of peru everywhere it describes yeah yes yes yeah thank you thank you sir okay um, one more question from my side uh, see in christianity and islam there is a lot of things said against idolatry idol worship is actually talked uh, very very strongly against idol worship now mm. this idol worship then uh, would have come from many of the tribes or uh, people uh, from sanatana dharma is it Does, is there yes. any pointer like yes that? yes who is speaking this hari harinath sir ha harinath yeah you are hundred percent the fight that is why i made it in the initial remark even though the vedas are very specific about saying that only nirguna upasana formless worship is recommended now in narmana shraddha of shankaracharya you find the same thing but how is it that we landed up with the idol worship because hinduism understands the limitations of human mind and consciousness after all one has to realize only through two two sources with this physical frame one is through the mind another is through the heart head or heart now in the heart you do with emotion you don't need even an idol but as far as brain is concerned partial stress you need you still keep on questioning now when you want to concentrate you can't concentrate on sugar it is very difficult to concentrate the purpose of liberation or the act of liberation or liberation itself is a thoughtless state it is very loosely defined in patanjali it starts with this uh, sutra yoga yoga chitta vritti nirodhita which means the cessation of the modification of chitta is called 
That's all. We will have to stop the vibrations of the thought that arise out of your mind. Not mind, out of shitta. The activity of the brain is mind. Intellect is a discriminating power. And higher than that is shitta. So whenever a thought process arises, it gives you a lot of modifications. It disturbs you. Now, when you have thousands of times running your mind, our people said, it's very difficult to concentrate on something zero. So what they said is, first step is, let us have one shape. So then ideal that is called Savuna Uravasi. So what is Savuna? It is when you are trying to do something, when you are trying to emulate something, you will emulate something which is perfect in your opinion. So we attribute all the uh, positive qualities which we cannot even imagine and we give them and then give them Savuna. Then we start worshipping. Then comes the heart path. So everything, everybody has a different disposition. Sattva guna, Rajo guna, Tamo guna, it's a mixture of everything. Nobody is born of pure sattva, no prarajas, no stars. No, depending on our mental nature, so the type of relationship is established with the idol. As a mother, Devi. As a guru, Siva. I mean, everybody is intense. As far as I know, as Vishnu, as an elderly uncle. So, something like this. So, the purpose is to make your chitta to concentrate cessation of your thought process. When hundreds of, instead of, first thing is you can't concentrate on abstract. The second is, okay, if you can't, mind will keep on going. Krishna, when Arjuna asks him, uh, Krishna, he tells, uh, I mean, Arjuna tells Krishna, Krishna is very easy for you to say, control the mind. I find it very difficult to do it. Then Krishna says 100% what you are saying, but there are only two solutions. One solution is, one is Dada Chitta, that is, you will have to write determination and practice. So, what is the way to practice? Only thing is, thousands of thoughts, you reduce it to 100, 100 to 50, then 10, 3, 2, 1. So, what they did was one idol. For 10 idols, 15 idols. Why is so many idols? Because if you like something, you like a mother form, okay, take this. Similarly, so many gods have come. Then, what are the other disciplines? These Puja and Puraskara, what they say. What is this Puja and Puraskara? Because there are some disciplines to make your mind constant. So, that is how this Savuna Upasana has come. But without Savuna Upasana, going to Nirguna Upasana, as mentioned in Veda, is difficult. It is possible for people who are highly realized so, like uh, Bhagavad Gita or Sankaracharya. Not Yesu Ramanan, it's not possible. We have to go through the process and like a child going through LKG standard room 2 and 3 and reach doctorate, once you reach the doctorate, the LKG first standard may seem redundant. Without it, you would not be. So, Saguna Irasana is accepted in the sense that it helps you to realize the reality and it has not to be taken seriously as an Indian Thank you, sir. sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, if uh, there is no other question, then uh, we can end the session today. Uh, yeah. Mantra. Yeah.